0: No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not a Backup Plan. Hello friends! Happy last official day of summer. I am very excited that tomorrow is the first day of fall. However, I recognize that the temperatures are still going to remain much higher than I think they should be in Utah for fall. But it's okay. Maybe if I wear enough sweaters, I can just will the cool weather into existence. Today's episode is the first of a two-part series about Home buying, which is a topic that I'm really excited to bring to the podcast. It's something that I knew from the very beginning when I was brainstorming episodes that I wanted to talk about. And a few months ago, when I put a poll up on Instagram to ask people what some of the topics they would want to hear about were, this was one of the ideas that you guys suggested. Home buying is a really big topic to talk about. It's a really difficult topic to talk about. This is a rough market to be a young adult who wants to buy a home in. And then if you want to do that as a single adult, especially a single woman, there is a lot of stigma that you have to deal with and that you have to navigate. My whole goal with these episodes is to hopefully reduce some of that stigma for you, to give you the information you need to start asking questions and weighing and deciding if this could be a good decision for you, and to also share with you a little bit about what my experience was so that you can have that personal connection that I hope might help you envision this process a little bit more, envision what it might look like for you. So in this first episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience. And next week, I have a mortgage advisor who I interviewed, and she's going to talk to you as a professional. So we'll start with the personal, we'll move to the professional, and hopefully both of those will be just a really good introduction for you into what buying a home is like so that you can be making informed decisions, asking good questions, deciding what you want to do with your life. So the beginning of this month, well, technically the end of last month, I bought my second home. And I guess I mean I'm using the term home loosely in this context. I bought a condo in the city where I moved for work. My first house is a single family home that is in Cache Valley that I now use as a sole rental property. In making this decision to buy a second home, to not sell my first home, to use it as a rental property, I will be the first to say that I'm not suggesting that I made the right choice in doing that. How I feel about the second property is that I made a decision. I looked at the market we were in. I looked at the property I found and how it fit my needs. I looked at my finances and I decided I want to try out having two properties and I want to see how it works for me. And then if next summer it's not working for me, I will sell the property that's in Cash Valley and then I will put the money from that sell towards the property that I'm currently living in and reduce my mortgage payment a little bit. So I just want to say like in this episode and talking about my experience, the things I share are not what I think are best practices. They are one experience. They are choices that I made their choices with consequences. (laughs) So far they've been working out for me, but they're the result of me looking at the information that I had and doing the best I could do for myself in that moment. My home buying journey started in 2019 I had recently taken a full-time position that was salaried rather than hourly. And so my income increased significantly and was going to be a lot more consistent. And the salaried position meant that I would be living in an area for a longer period of time. My job was at a university, so I knew that I'd be wanting to go to grad school and get a master's degree. So I knew that that committed me to the area as well. And those things together made me feel like it was worth it for me to look into whether or not I wanted to own property. I'm really grateful i grateful that I had people in my life that encouraged me to do that. My dad encouraged me to do that. The husband of one of my really good friends encouraged me to do that. And then another friend recommended me to her mortgage lender. And so all those things together really gave me the support I needed to start looking at buying a home as a single woman. Buying a home has made me aware of my singleness in new ways. And it's made me aware of the way the world views me in new ways. When I was looking at homes, I stopped by a place one day to look at it. And the guy was like, oh, what do you and your husband want? When I moved into the home, people would ask me, like, how long have you guys lived here? They would just ask lots of questions that implied they assumed there was a husband attached to the house. I noticed at church, people were asking me about if I had kids There was an assumption that I had a house, so I was married, so I might have children. And sometimes that made me feel really insecure and that made me feel a lot of imposter syndrome. But what I had to tell myself was like, this is an okay thing for me to do. Like it's okay for me to want a home. That's not weird. That is something that I can do with or without a partner. And that's something that I can do to set myself up. For my future. And so I just want to say, like, if you're deciding to look into this process, you might feel a little bit self conscious or presumptuous if you're like me. <laughs> and it's okay. Like, wanting to live in a home, wanting to have a place to call your own, wanting to build um, a real estate investment for yourself, totally normal. They make a lot of sense. I started casually considering buying a home the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. We have a realtor friend who I was reaching out to to ask about prices of homes in the area, things that I was curious about. And she suggested I talk to her lender that she worked with. And he looked at my credit and was able to pre-approve me. And so I was prepared to buy a home a lot sooner than I expected. And in that pre-approval process, something I learned about that helped me be Ready to buy us home a lot sooner than I expected was down payment assistance, which is something we're going to talk more about in the other episode. But especially for first time home buyers, there are lots of programs on state by state basis, on national basis that can help cover some of your down payment so that you can come into buying a home with little to no money down. And for me, that was a game changer. I would have had to save for like a year, two years, depending on how much of a down payment I wanted. But down payment assistance allowed me to be in a situation where I qualified a lot sooner. And so with that, I put in an offer on a really cute two-bedroom house with a loft upstairs. Whenever I was looking at a place, I was looking at whether or not I thought I could have roommates because I knew that for me, that would be really important to diversifying my income and to helping ease some of the burden of home ownership. My logic was I'm going to be in a situation where I'm probably going to have roommates either way. I'm probably not ready to rent a home or an apartment by myself, so I'll have roommates. So if I rent the place, then I'm in control of who I'm living with. So in looking for places, I was looking at if there were roommates. So this first house was super cute, recently updated, cute yard with a new lawn. We did the home inspection. Things were not good inside. Termite damage, water heater that didn't work, furnace that was older than I was. So I walked away from that and continued to look. And This feels like really silly to say, but the market was feeling a little bit wild in the beginning of 2020. Obviously nothing like we experienced in the time set, but I would see something that I liked and it would be gone or I'd see something I thought I would like. And the reason it was still in the market was because they had like chopped up the floor plan to rent to more students and it just wasn't working. But one day on Zillow, right before I was about to give up and just take a break from looking and just like remove myself from the situation and just be a little bit more passive. I found this beautiful, historic five-bedroom house that was really conveniently located to Logan's downtown. I went and saw it. I fell in love. It was listed for a little bit higher than was my price range. My agent helped me make as high as an offer as I could and and it was accepted. And I was shocked that it was accepted. I'm still to this day not sure why it was accepted, but we don't ask questions. So all of this with the second house, the little white house in downtown Logan, happened the beginning of March of 2020. And something that had been really big and really hard for me as I was considering buying a home was I was So worried that I would choose to buy a home and something would go wrong. I tried to follow news. I understood that, like, our economy had been growing, and I understood that when the economy grows for a long time, that, like, it's not uncommon for a recession to occur. (laughs) And so I was like, what if I buy a home and then we have a recession? Like, that was the big thing I was worried about. What if we buy a home and I lose my job? Like, what if what if what if and i just remember thinking like i was very nervous that if i bought a home something would go wrong and it was a sunday i was talking to my dad i was back and forth on making this big decision and i said like i'm also really worried that if i buy a home i'll never get to do anything fun again and he's like you are going to have this big commitment but You'll still be able to do fun things in your life. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to go for it. I just have to go for it. Like, I can't know what the future brings. So on Sunday, I made the offer. And on Wednesday, the pandemic was declared. Which really confirmed my concern that what if I decided to buy a home and something bad happened? I went through with the process, though. I'm not sure why. I can't remember if I considered stop. But I think for me was... I had decided that I thought I could handle this, and so I was going to move forward. And so I closed in the beginning of April and I was really lucky with the help of a friend and with social media, I was able to connect with a few roommates. I had a roommate for the summer and then I had two more roommates join later in the fall. And so I was able to have income that was coming in that was offsetting the mortgage. And even though I was paying some of the mortgage and paying some of the utilities, it made it so I wasn't carrying this burden of homeownership on my own. I will say from my experience, I have been really, really grateful to live with roommates. Living with roommates is what has made it possible for me to own my first home, possible for me to buy my second home. There have been hard things about living with roommates. However, the things that have been hard about living with roommates have not necessarily been different than the things that were hard about living with roommates before. What was different about this situation is when I had a particularly difficult roommate, I had a contract that was written that allowed me to give her notice and end her contract and able to find a new roommate and start over. Being the landlord does have pains like if something breaks, if something needs repaired, like I have to call, make calls, I have to find someone to do something. There's costs that comes out for me. I will say I have preferred the experience of getting to pick my roommates and potentially ending a contract if I needed to than being at the mercy of what my landlord is doing. And I will just say that like there is no way that I could own a home and own two homes now without having roommates. That's just would not be possible for me. It's diversified my income and it's provided that cash flow I need to do that. So I think if you are thinking about home ownership, that is like one thing to consider. If you're willing to live with roommates, if you're already living with roommates, this can be a different way to bring you a little bit closer to your goals. One thing that you have to look into with doing this is taxes. You can read some things online about how to do this. You can talk to an accountant. I am not recommending this course of action because I'm not qualified to do that. But essentially what I've done is looked at the number of people that are living in my house. And then so like if there were four people living in my house like I was renting 75% of my house, so 75% of my expenses counted as a business expense that I was able to offset of like the rent that I was bringing in. And so just something really really big that I wish I knew when I was getting started and setting up my house to roommate was just to make sure that I was keeping track of the expenses, like cleaning supplies, furniture, things I was buying for the general use of everything in the house or getting ready for the house. All those things are business expenses that you want to keep track of so that when you're doing your taxes, you can look at like what it's costing you to maintain your house and then the income you're bringing in from your renters. And then an accountant or someone like that can help you understand how that looks on your taxes. So I will say huge thing, make sure you're keeping track of the rent, make sure you're keeping track of the expenses. There are some things that I like loved about owning my home that I love about owning my home that I loved about my house in Logan. I did painting, I put pictures on the wall, I did a little bit of gardening, I did a little bit of planting. All of those things were so fun. My house is also over hundred years old. I didn't have anything major happen while I was in it. Something major could still happen with Rumi. But you know, I did have a window pane break that I had to figure out. I had a situation where like the Faucet in the bathroom broke, and the tub was like filling up rapidly. And so, those are situations where I had to like make phone calls and figure out how I was going to fix it. And that's overwhelming. That's not fun. Maybe it feels a little bit empowering to do it. <laughs> but I think what I kind of figured is that for goals I have in my life to be more independent, like I do want to have the benefit of having real estate and for how that can minimize my rent and keep that can keep like my housing costs lower and things like that. So I don't know that there's like a fun silver lining to that. It's just a real thing. I do think it's manageable. I think it's something that you can do. I think if home ownership is important to you, it's something that you can make work. I will say my Logan house has a yard. It has flower beds. The yard is really sad and the yard doesn't have a sprinkler system. And so I spent time either taking care of my yard or feeling guilty that I wasn't taking care of my yard. And for me, I've decided that I don't want to have a yard right now. Like It's not something I want hanging over my head. So when I was looking in the Wasatch Front for a home, I did consider some smaller houses that were historic, that were really cute, but I ultimately decided not to go that direction because I didn't want the burden of a yard again. And so I ultimately ended up in a condo. I considered some other condos. I may have considered townhomes. I really can't remember at this point because I knew that in this new phase that I was going, I wanted to just have the cleaning. Of the space, I was hoping for something a little bit more recent than over a hundred years old to just know that I would have less concerns about some potential repairs. And I just really wanted to move to the city and do fun things on the weekend and not either be doing yard work or feeling guilty that I wasn't doing yard work. Some people love having yard, it brings them a lot of joy. I did have fun planting things, but I know I'm not going to miss it. I know that like I had fun planting things because the opportunity was there and I used it. With this condo, I have an HOA. And HOAs have a really bad reputation, and I think it's very earned. One thing that I didn't understand when I was first looking at homes is that HOAs often cover some utilities. Not just amenities, but some of your utilities, insurance, some of them can be really high, can really add a huge burden. Some of them, however, may already be things that you were anticipating paying for. And so that's why I felt good about this decision with an HOA is that it was a pretty low HOA that was covering a lot of utilities that I knew that I would be paying for. I was really lucky with buying my first home with the timing, with the interest rate. Like Those are factors I couldn't control that I could not replicate when I was buying my second home. And something to think about is if you can make buying your home work right now, that you aren't committed to your interest rate forever. You can refinance and have a lower interest rate in the future. That might not be a solution for you. But if you're in a situation where potentially that could work for you in the future, you're not committed to this interest rate forever. And a good mortgage lender can talk with you about how that will work and help you see that in a long-term plan. How I had the equity to buy my second home was there were a few ways I could have done that. I could have gotten a HELOC and then used the money from the HELOC to purchase my second home. But then I would have also had HELOC payments on top of that. And so what I ended up doing is my dad purchased a portion of my equity, and then I used that money as my down payment. And so when that home is sold in the future, he will get a portion of the equity from the selling of it. And then I'm forgoing a little bit of equity to have gotten into my second home. And like once again, that's not a situation that necessarily everyone can replicate, but that is how buying the second home worked for me. And so- I just think with talking about this and the reason I wanted to share these details was to be transparent and to kind of let you know what my situation is. I think there's value in talking about how people are buying homes now because it feels very mystical. It feels very gated. It feels very difficult to navigate. And I think that it's really important to empowering other women to not be gatekeeping that information because in order to move forward, we need to be able to. Take care of ourselves and to build investments for the future. It's really important to think about whether or not homeownership is a good fit in your life. If you don't feel connected to an area, if you feel like you're going to be Moving relatively soon, you might not want to do that. If you are able to live alone right now, if you're renting a place and able to live alone right now, that may not translate to being able to live alone in a home and you have to decide which matters more to you. I also think it's really important to recognize that there's never a perfect time to buy a home. There's never a perfect time to sell a home. Markets are really tricky and that's why. It's valuable to start the conversation if you're interested, because even if you don't think you're ready, a mortgage lender, an expert, they can really give you information. They can really kind of contextualize a situation better than you can do on your own. Something I hear about people talking about is like, these prices are unsustainable. They can't keep going up. They must go down at some point. And while that's true, this is a different situation than 2008. Like In Utah, the housing um, supply is really, really, really far behind. And so while yes, prices will come down at some point, it's not like there's a bubble that's waiting to pop. I don't know that demand is going to go down anytime is my understanding. That doesn't mean rush out and buy a home if you're not ready, but it does mean that to really make this decision, you want to talk to a few experts. You want them to contextualize the situation. You want some help looking at your financial situa- situation and evaluating because it's not as simple as wait a year and it will be better. It's not as simple as buy right now, it's only going to get worse. It's neither of those answers are simple. And so, you really need someone with the expertise who's watched the market to be able to talk with you about what you're deciding to do if you want to do this, if you want to have roommates, I think it's really doable. I think it's really manageable. I think it's worth considering and it can really make it more accessible at a sooner point. And I will say the huge thing with roommates is I realized as I was like creating an emergency savings account that if I lost my job, a significant portion of the money I was using to pay my mortgage would still be coming in every month because I had roommate. And so I will say as a single woman who is still really early career, that is a huge piece of mind to me to know that having roommates diversifies my income in a way that maybe having a spouse that had a second income might diversify my income if I was married. I think whether or not you decide to buy a home, like you are still a real accomplished adult. Like it's not a milestone that we all need to be hitting. But I do think that it's a milestone That more people should be feel empowered to meet on their own if it matters to them. So I think that's kind of the summary of what I did. I hope it's coherent. I've recorded this a lot of times and decided to just like go for it. That this is going to be my last try. Unless it sounds really awful, then I'll reserve the privilege to record it again. But next week you're going to hear from Timber and she is a mortgage advisor. She is a woman in her mid-30s, and I loved chatting with her because her perspective as a relatively young woman in this field was so refreshing. I've only talked to male mortgage advisors, male lenders, and just hearing how Timber saw the world really related to me, and she provided some really great tips for what you can do to prepare for what you can do if you want to be ready to buy your own home. I'm going out of town for 2 weeks. I've got pre-recorded episodes. Probably not going to chat very much at the beginning because I don't really know what I'll say because I think I already kind of told you my thoughts about my life. But don't worry, episodes will still be coming. In the meantime, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps with building an audience, helps people find the podcast rate it on Spotify, share it and tag me. I would love to see what some of your favorite parts are. Share it with your friends, your family. I really want to be able to keep growing this community so that I can keep finding new guests and really have the resources I need to bring you these conversations. You can follow me on Twitter at K. You can find this podcast on Instagram, at not a backup plan. You can support this work on Patreon. And until next time, remember this is your life, it's not a plan B.